Hello, everybody. Before we start today's podcast, I just want to talk about our charity spotlight, magickids.org. Magickids.org is a 501c3 charity based out of Rochester, Minnesota. They have a goal of putting your unused cards to work to help educate kids on how to play Magic the Gathering. They believe teaching a kid Magic the Gathering will help them with important life skills like critical thinking, reading, and math. They send out these kits from your donated cards called Magic Kits eh, to volunteer teachers and mentors to use to then teach the kids. The, the teachers and mentors use the Magic Kids curriculum called Sort, Build, Play. And what that is, is when the teachers receive the kits, the kids then go through the kits to sort the cards to become more familiar with the cards, see what they like. They then use those cards that they like to build a deck, and then they use those decks to play each other. Sort, build, play. Now, there are a couple ways that you can help out Magic Kids by donating your unused cards, sending some money their way, or becoming a volunteer, mentor, or teacher. To learn more about them and get some more information on how to donate your cards, money, or your time, go check them out at magickids.org or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And from that, let's hit the intro. Welcome, Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson. Hey, how's it going? What are you guys up to? Changing things up here a little bit. Eh? 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 I figured to make ourselves more of an official podcast, we started saying the podcast episode at the start as well. Oh? Oh. Welcome to This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. I am your host, Matt Olson. Here with me is the beautiful and old-looking Danny Oakstead. What's up? And then off to the right, we have a very excited Boggle, JB. Yeah, super excited. There's a new Boggle. Yes. And more. And it looks sweet. Yeah. This is episode 31. I mentioned that before, but I didn't say it, but I'm saying it now. This is episode 31 of the podcast. Nice. 31. So that's what, 14 for us? You do the math. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm terrible at math. No, I think, I think it's 13. Well, we've been doing it since the beginning of January. Yeah, math is for blockers, so. Yeah, I'm not a blocker. Yeah, this is number 13 for us. Good math. Lucky. Lucky number right 13. There. Oh. Yeah. Well, lucky episode this is because we have a bunch of awesome spoiler news and Nothing gets us nerds more excited than spoilers. Should probably reword that, but yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> As always, we got a bunch of news and stuff for you. We're going to break down in a couple different sections, mm-hmm. starting off with event results. Then oh, we're going to yeah. talk about upcoming events. Mm-hmm. Move to the meat and potatoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the finance section. Maybe. And then close off with deck of the week. Yes, possibly. sir. Is how it is. So this last weekend in our event results, we had a MTGO Pioneer PTQ, uh, part of the super qualifiers that Wizards is hosting to get people to play online, to participate in events, to make qualifier points, to go to bigger events uh, in the future, if we still have bigger events in the future. And we're going to cover that here later in the news. Hopefully. But this last weekend for the Pioneer events that we had, Jesus Christ, a lot of Demir Inverter decks. 
Still? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I suppose Houston never happened, so, you know, they can't ban it. Yeah, we have two two Demirs in the top eight, or eight O's, two Demir converters, two eight. Uh, is it Insoles, one Jeskai Fires, Super Friends, one Mono Green Ramp? Those are all eight O decks that mm-hmm. did the best. But then and there's four Demir Inverter of the Truths that are seven ones. Yeah. That's brutal. Demir Inverter, still a thing in Pioneer, though we don't have a lot more uh, paper results to be looking at. It's good to know that's a thing. If interested in watching any magic events, remember, CFB is streaming 24-7 all their, not not only the PTQ Super Qualifier, or the Super uh, Weekends, but the weekly, uh, but the weekday qualifiers as well. They're going to be streaming those. So, you need a fix of magic, go to twitch.tv slash channel fireball and start watching some streaming. They got a bunch of hosts and stuff on there. I don't know why I'm saying that. Go watch them. It's good. Pretty much the event, upcoming events is just go watch Channel Fireball. Mm-hmm. Or play online. Or, yeah, play Magic Arena. Or MTGO. Or MTGO, what he said. For all you rich people. Jumping into the news here, we start off our news section, like every week, with Blogatog of the Week. And this week is a blogatog that is also involved with spoilers. So Ursadub asked, since we talked about Glade Muse, could we talk about Devouring Bite as well? Does green really need its mechanical space expanded? Mark replied, green has had bite for a while, dealing damage equal to the creature's power. Devouring Bite is doing something new by caring about a creature's card in your hand, but it still requires running the creature in your deck. And we make new sets constantly, which means all the colors are having their mechanical space expanded. It's what an evolving game does. Except for white, you know, because they just don't care about white. I don't know, I think white's getting pretty good right now. But the card in question, Devouring Bite, uh, to my understanding, was just a placeholder for the actual name, which is Charge of the Forever Beast. That card is green to sorcery. As an additional cost to cast this spell, reveal a creature card from your hand. Charge of the Forever Beast deals damage to target creature or planeswalker equal to the revealed card's power. With this blog attack, there are a couple other people that commented on this card asking, why is green getting something like this? Because blue's getting a counterspell with no mana cost. And because it's green? Well, the, the blue with no mana cost <laughs> is only a commander and... Yeah, green green gets powered up and stuff. Yeah, well, no, I mean, this is just something that green does. It's a, it's a fight mechanic. You still need the creature. It's sorcery speed. It's three mana. It's not prey upon. Like, the thing that makes prey upon pretty solid is it's one mana it's sorcery as well, but you put your creature at risk for two extra mana, you're not putting your creature at risk. Yep. I was talking earlier that maybe Uro decks. I'm not an Uro aficionado in standard uh, I don't think this is going to be modern playable or pioneer playable, but in standard, I think it might go in those Uro decks. Maybe. Again, no aficionado on Uro decks. Just a bunch of schmucks with microphones. Exactly. And a guy who hates blue. Okay, so diving into the news quickies. This Friday, we have the FNM at home, the last one currently, until they announce some more, which they have not done yet. It's going to be Historic Brawl. Get those planeswalkers and legendary creatures ready and duke it out. Get mm-hmm. those Time to dust off Kenrith. Just breaking balls and taking names and sending in your results to your LGS to get some awesome sleeve codes. Woo-hoo! 
Next in the news quickies, we have MTGO Super Qualifiers starting, posted on the 31st on the Daily MTG Archives. Quote, as a part of our initiatives to give you more ways to play at home, we wanted to provide options for you to play at the highest level for competitive stakes. Therefore, in light of the changes to the tabletop players tour qualifiers announced earlier, therefore, in light of changes to the tabletop player tour qualifiers announced earlier, we're adding a new series of qualifiers to Magic Online to provide additional ways for players to compete and qualify for upcoming player tour events. Magic Online Super Qualifiers. These online events will run alongside existing Magic Online qualifiers and will continue to invite players to Series 2 events. So they're going to be having these qualifiers going on every day in six-hour intervals from uh, 3 a.m. to 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. when they're all going all but Friday. The 9 p.m. one is not happening uh, because it's a real time crunch to get those people that are playing at 9 p.m. to get ready for the weekend qualifiers there or the, the, the weekend events. So there's that. And keeping in MTGO news, Modern Horizons Encore Draft is going to be ending the 8th of April here. Uh, so by the time this comes out, you'll have a couple more days left to get in and partake if you are an MTGO player in the Modern Horizons Encore Draft. And then after that, Modern Cube is returning to MTGO uh, MTGO April 8th. So as soon as the Encore Draft, Modern Horizons Encore Draft is done, Modern Cube is coming. And actually, uh, in the same line of Cube, Arena is having a sealed cube going on right now. And there are 555 cards in the cube for you to draft for. Uh, both the cubes, just a uh, little note, they're both phantom drafts. Uh, I think the MTG01 does have a non-phantom draft as an option. It costs more money because you actually get to keep the cards. But the arena cube sealed is phantom. And then the other modern cube on MTGO has a phantom and a non-phantom. And that's all the quickies that we have this week. Oh man, look at that! That's a that's a solid quickie section, if I do say so myself. Yeah, it was definitely quick. Focusing, focusing real hard. No comment. <laughs> Bad Danny. And same thing. New secret layers is not a joke. To those on Wednesday who saw the post of this new secret layers coming out, rejoice! It's not. It wasn't an April Fool's joke. It's still a joke to me. Hey man. Do not be dissing on the storm crow. I'm, I'm dissing card. on everything in that it's, bundle. It's the what I think was twenty four cents was the highest cost of those cards. Something like that, yeah. But mind you, the secret layer is all full art card. Yeah, but still, I'm not. Or gonna, I, I, I should I, say, full art sub layer. I'm not paying card. that much for something like that. I wouldn't either. That's crazy, and yeah. you know they're going to ask like thirty bucks for this thing. Probably. Yeah. So there was an interview that the professor did with Blake Rasmussen on his YouTube channel uh, last week or part of the week before where they were talking about secret layers. And one of the things that Blake Rasmussen did comment on is that in the future with secret layers, not all of them are going to be at that $25 price point. They're talking about having some at a lower price point. So I don't know if like this one's going to be one of the first ones at that lower price point. I still think $10 would be too much for this. $5 is too much for this. Okay. Let's be realistic. Before we keep talking about value, let's tell the listeners about what's in this secret layer. 
Exactly. Fine. Nothing. Extra toilet paper for when you run out. The first card that is in here is Goblin Snowman. It is a red 3-1-1 Goblin. Whenever Goblin Snowman blocks, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to and dealt by it this turn. And then it has tap. Goblin Snowman deals one damage to target creature it's blocking. And the art is a really, it's a really good art. There's this little goblin holding a carrot in his hand, and he just finished making a very buff goblin snowman and has a carrot in its nose. It's like in the dawn in a snowy mountain. I like that. I like that art a lot. Uh, <laughs> wow, I just noticed this. So the next card, Squire. It's uh, one drop, one white, just with a guy standing out there in the middle of nowhere with people behind him with a sword. But here's the funny thing is the classic meme of the guy turning around with his girlfriend looking at him is in the background. Holy shit. It is. Oh, did you see this, JB? No, no, I did not. You want to know why? Look in the bottom right corner. That's terrible. You want to know why? <laughs> because this is a terrible bundle. I just want it because of this now. Oh, good Lord. Oh, my God. See, I just see, realized that now. Now, because of this, they're going to charge 30 bucks for this. Is Probably. It, and people it, will pay it. Is this going to be worth the ten or fifteen dollars? No, it's just, not. Just for the meme I'll, value on Squire? No, no, <sighs> not for me, because I'm not a meme guy. But it's like, oh, that's funny. I just realized that. Oh, that's so good. It's pretty good. All right, the easy, next one. Hold on, hold on. Do you not have it opened? No, I don't. Maybe? No, I don't. Oh my god. No, I don't, because this is totally a joke. I'm supposed to read the next one, JD. This is a joke to me. Hold on, I'm getting it up. That's what she said. I don't want to read mud hole, but I will anyway. Okay, so next up we have mud hole for two and a red instant speed. Target player exiles all land cards from their graveyard. Oh my god, this is such a cool card! You wreck a get rog monster deck. <laughs> this card wrecks everything. It needs to go in every deck or any That's red or any uh, red and six deck in modern. Commence hard eye roll. <laughs> As you can tell, JB has some feelings on this. Just a little bit. So who wants to take the creme de la creme card, the the, the, the marquee card of this secret lair? You mean the worst card in the bundle? Hey, now, you're going to get some people ready to dink stop you, <laughs> if you if you call this beloved card that. If, if, if they're willing to pay $30 for this bundle, I will totally let them slap me in the cheek. I will bet you one booster pack that this will be 15 bucks. It'll be under 20. No, it won't. Want to bet? No, it won't. One it's going to be 20. One pack. Standard legal pack. Standard legal pack. Done. It'll be over 20. It's official. Heard it here. Hand shook on air. If this, if this secret layer pack is 15 bucks or, or a little more, as long as it's no more than 20. Yep. As if it's more it has than to be 19.99 or lower. Yep. Matt wins. Yep. If it's 20. Even or higher, I win. Yep. <laughs> and then we'll have we'll have JB open uh, open the pack live next week or whenever the news comes out when the the prize is revealed. But the final card <laughs> in question is I'm just gonna take it because I like this card. Stormcrow. <laughs> Worst card ever. Blue one for a one two flying bird creature. Let me tell you, the art behind this is super sick because it's a hawk. Flying with lightning bolts, like the magic card lightning bolt, because they're red lightning in the background. It's a really good looking card. 
uh, both Danny and JB are doing nonverbal signs of exasperation. And from there, I think we're just going to move on then. <laughs> Good idea, Matt. Yes, please. We're going to talk, uh, we're going to dip down from that fun, uh, that fun set before we move <laughs> to the next fun stuff. Kind of take a dip here. Fun, he says. <laughs> that was, that was, that was painful. <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> we got some event changes, uh, updates to the MPL Rivals and Competitor 2020 Partial Season. This got, uh, rev- uh, this got announced on the 31st on the magic.gg webpage. Uh, due to COVID-19, Player Tour Series 2 cancellations are afoot. Players Tour Prague, May 29th through the 31st, canceled. Players Tour Seattle, July, June 5th through the 7th, canceled. And Player Tour Asia Pacific are now canceled. Uh, the players that were qualified at at these events are eligible to travel reimbursements as the previously canceled players tour events. Uh, we talked about that there. They're going to reimburse them. Talk to your hotel. If you're one of them, uh, we will continue to contact effective players to provide information about eligible travel reimbursements. If you have an invitation to player tour seasons two, it will be honored for a future event. So the partial 2020 partial season is ending as well. Uh, unfortunately, the is now unrecoverable. And they will have to start again next season, beginning later this year, uh, because of COVID. The MPL and rival players maintain their league status for the next season. Typically, this stuff like changes their internal position for the pro-level players. Uh, those players will no longer be eligible to play in the three remaining Mythic Point awarding events. All MPL and rival players will be invited to the October 23rd through 25th Mythic Invitational Zendikar Rising which is the event these outstanding qualifiers feed. Where we're not getting fetch lands. Uh, so they want to also ensure that the players who had tabletop success during the 2020 partial season were rewarded for their efforts. So these players are the ones that are awarded. Corey Burkhart, he won uh, He won a PT. Kenta Harane, Shintaru Ishimura, Zachary Kenny, Joel Yol Larson, not Joel, Yol Larson, Yuta Takahashi, Brent Voss, and Jacob Wilson. Uh, while originally there were seven new rival league slots available for tabletop Magic players because there's a tie at 20 player points between 7th and 8th, both players were invited. They didn't say which one was, which two were the ones that tied. And then we have the stay-at-home events that we talked about earlier with the uh, Magic uh, Magic Online events. So those are the changes into the events currently. Uh, More news will be coming if uh, available. And I think from here, we're going to move into probably the the biggest news, maybe. Do we have big news this week? I don't know, do we? I mean, I thought the Secret Lair was our big news. Yeah, there we go. I knew you'd turn over, JB. No, that was was heavily laden (laughs) with sarcasm. (laughs) Oh, really? Very, very heavily. Like, I took a five-pound shovel, and I was just... Just shoveling sarcasm all over that. I beat that dead horse. He just used too much sarcasm, explaining his sarcasm that he used. With way, way too much. I'm going to have to shake my mic out now. Bury us all out. Really? I think the big announcements is Ikorian crystals that are for sale. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's Ikorian crystals for sale. If you call one four two five nine one seven. 
6199. You can place an order for these beautiful purple, very nicely cut Ecorian crystals. Yep. 16 year limited warranty on every purchase. Only $499. Don't miss the deal. But really, I think I think I heard from a little bird there are some new cards. New cards. What? Yeah. You mean we get new cards? There's a whole new set that just got spoiled. No Not way. Everyone but you. Oh. Not all the cards got spoiled for the actual set, which is Ikoria, Lair of Behemoths. Uh, but all the all the commander cards that come out in tandem Ooh. with Ikoria, Lair of Behemoths got spoiled. So, we are going to talk a little bit about some of those cards. We mentioned one earlier. That was uh, Charge of the Forever Beast. But with this new set, uh, there's a shorter spoiler season now. All the spoilers are going to be out on the 10th for the whole set of, of cards. But I think now is a good time to talk over some of the spoilers and stuff. And see, see what lines up. I was going to say, there's no link. There's only a YouTube video link. Oh, yeah. So I went to Scryfall for the spoiler previews. Oh, man, you had one job. You had one fucking job. God damn it. With the Ikoria stuff, we have the new mechanics released, described to us, and they're actually pretty cool, if I do say so myself. First off, we have a return of the mechanic cycling Cycling is the ability where you pay an amount of mana, discard the card with cycling, and then you draw a card. So that's a returning mechanic in here. This is just like a fan favorite for everybody. And with the addition of these cards, maybe there'll be a Pioneer Cycling deck that's going to start to emerge. Hollow One? Hollow One? Hollow One and Pioneer could totally be a thing now. Uh, So in cycling, that's out. There are now keyword counters is a new mechanic that is in Ikoria. And how this works is you put a counter on that corresponds with the keyword type of Menace, First Strike, Hexproof, Lifelink, Reach, Vigilance, Death Touch, Flying, Trample, and then of course plus one plus one counters. So all these counters are now added into the set. This is a different way to help achieve the design team set of build your own monster. There are a couple cards in this set that when you cycle the card, it puts uh, it puts keyword counters on things. Uh, for an example, Void Beckoner, which is a black black 688 Nightmare, Horror, with Death Touch, and Cycling of Black 2. When you cycle Void Beckoner, put a Death Touch counter on target creature you control. So you cycle this, draw a card, and you get to put a Death Touch counter on something. So it's it's an interesting way to be distributing things. You know, it's more permanent than target creature gains Death Touch till end of turn. It now is a permanent thing. In the set as well, they're going to be given little punch-out cards for all these sets, so you don't have to like write specifically flying on a piece of paper and put it on the card that receives that token of sorts. They're going to be punch-out ones. I imagine it's going to be kind of like the Amonkhet punch-out cards that we had, where it was the brick counters and the exert counters that they had. That's my guess on that. 
But that is a that is a mechanic in here, uh, the the counters. And really, next we have the marquee mechanic of mutate. So mutate's a, a new keyword where this is where you build your monster. Um, the card that they use in this example on the daily MTG page is Cloud Piercer. So I'll read what mutate is here. Mutate is when you cast this spell. For its mutate cost, put it over or under target non-human creature you own. They mutate into the creature on top plus all abilities from underneath it. So the, the card that they have here is Cloud Piercer. As a card, it is a red 4-5-4 dinosaur creature with reach. And whenever this creature mutates, you may discard a card. If you do, draw a card. And it has a mutate cost of red 3. So you can mutate any non-human creature, whether it be a token, a spirit, a beast, a vampire, a noble, as long as there's no human in, in the subtext, you can mutate it. And when you mutate, you decide to put the card on top or bottom, and whatever card is on top defines like the card identity of color, name, power, and toughness. And the card underneath, when you mutate, all it does is it just adds that ability text. Not the power and toughness, just the ability text. I hope I did a good job kind of explaining that. So also with this, there are abilities that uh, trigger off of that. And one is uh, from a creature that got printed in the set, Zagoth Mamba. So black 1-1 one, one Nightmare Snake. When this creature mutates, target creature and opponent control gets neg two, neg two till end of turn. That's another thing about mutate. You can mutate more than once on the same creature. Mm -hmm. Same rules apply. As you cast a creature with mutate on a non-human creature on the battlefield, you get to decide where the mutate creature goes on top or on bottom. I guess an easy way of ex explaining mutate is you can use them as enchantments. Uh, a couple mark, uh, a couple notable things with mutate here is if, uh, if so, if the creature gets destroyed, that's mutated. It's all one card. Both copies go to the graveyard. If they get bounced, they go to your hand. And again, you can mutate more than one. So there could be two or three or four cards because there's a couple cards in here. If it's mutated X or more times, it gets these uh, abilities. I think we've seen one so far in the previews, and we'll probably talk about that maybe when when we get to there. No promises, but that's kind of the thing with Mutate. Uh, there is Daily MTG posted up their mechanics article. We'll post that in the description. Go give it a read. It's doing a lot better of a job than me describing it. And then the final mechanic that we have is Companion. This one's pretty interesting mechanic because it's a card that gives your deck a deck building constraint to be able to use this as a companion. And what I mean by that is if this card is your chosen companion, you may cast it once from outside the game is the actual ruling of the text. How this is working is this card will be in your sideboard and the card the card with companion will have a line of text behind it that says if it can be your companion and you can cast it uh, once from outside the game if you meet these deck building requirements. And 
if you do, you just got like an extra card to be doing and it has some interesting effects as well. That's a really long way to say is let me read a card. The card that they use here is Karuga the Macro Sage. Mm-hmm. It is hybrid blue-green, blue-green, three for a 5-4 legendary creature, dinosaur hippo. Companion. So this is the deck building constraint that you got to have to make this be your companion. Your starting deck contains only cards with converted mana cost three or greater and land cards. And if this requirement is met, you can choose this guy as your companion and you may cast it from outside the game, meaning your sideboard. Yeah, you have a deck with all cards with CMC three or greater and lands. You can now just have access to this guy outside of your sideboard to cast. It's uh, definitely similar to Commander is one of the things that they were talking about in their release video. And because of that, one of the companion cards actually got an immediate ban in Commander from that. Mm-hmm. Pretty gruesome. It's the otter. Yep. Lutri, the Spell Chaser, is a card that's now banned in Commander before it's even released. First of its kind. Yeah, I can't think of another card that's been like that. That hasn't happened with Oko. Should have. Ah, damn it, Oko, showing up here again. Stay home. Broco. No. Lutri the Spell Chaser is a legendary creature elemental otter. That's one of the spoilers that Morrow gave us, that there is an elemental otter in this set. No, there's a nightmare otter. Nightmare squirrel elemental otter. Boom. Done. Got it. Remembered. So Lutri is a hybrid blue-red, blue-red one for a 3-2 with companion. Each non-land card in your starting deck has a different name. And this is pretty much why it's banned in commanders because your commander deck pretty much meets this requirement right off the bat. And its ability, Lutri's ability is flash. When Lutri the spell chaser enters the battlefield, if you cast it, copy target, insert a sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. That's one thing with commander as well. These cards can be used as a champion even though technically in Commander, we do not have a sideboard in there. Mm-hmm. So if you meet deck constructions with any of these companions, then you can play it in Commander as well. But you can also have it in the 99 and play it as normal. Should we just jump in now that we're done with mechanics to the reprints? Or I don't know. Space Godzilla. Yeah, fucking Death Corona. <gasps> Wait, we can't say that. Okay, so... <laughs> One of the cards in the set actually made also more notoriety outside of the elemental otter, Lutri. Lutri. That is a card called, well, well, first off, before we even get into that, with this Aquaria set, there are these premier cards that are, you know, like the Constellation, not the showcase cards from like Theros, but there's just... uh, Alternative arts. Yeah. Even more collector booster whale crap. Yeah, this is this is pretty much for the collector people. They are Godzilla themed cards. They're so, all sweet. Yeah, they are pretty cool. So uh, JB the other week was telling me and showing us pictures of this, and I'm like, "There's no way that these are real. These look super fake." Yeah, and I was right. And he was. They're not right. fake. Like always. Yeah, well, they're not you, fake. They're not fake. But I know. I was the one that was saying they weren't fake, and you oh. guys were like, nah, they're fake. This is bullshit. This is an April Fool's joke. I never said that. I, well, Matt did. I know Matt did for sure. Not to that extent. Don't say we. I say thought, Matt. I thought well, I can't remember if you were in on it or not, because I don't think you were fully agreeing with me either, though. 
You think you were kind of neutral? I did think that they were fake. The way that they looked and the fact that Godzilla was an IP outside of Wizards' ownership. I'm like, there's no way that this is a real card. But surprise! Boom! Toho was right again. Toho and Wizards of the Coast joined together to be making these collector art cards for some of the legendary and big monster cards in the set. Mm -hmm. There are 19 Godzilla-style cards in total, and it's not just straight-up Godzilla. There's other Godzilla creatures in in the set as well. They have... They even have baby Godzilla. Yep, baby Godzilla. They have Mothra. They have Gigan. Jijin. Jijin, I'm pretty sure. They have Ghidorah as another one. I am really bad at these names because, believe it or not, I'm not a big movie junkie and the whole Godzilla universe. What? A little over me. I'm oh. 100% positive what they all are. Oh, man. But they released all the arts for them. Uh, there's going to be two specifically exclusive for Japan. They're only going to be in uh, Japanese and printed in the Japan boxes, in the collector boxes and stuff when that come out as well. And yeah, so those are 19 cards that are getting printed as just, I don't know, I just see them as like skins and stuff. There's no tie-in to the actual magic world, but there are people that are worried about that, that it's going to be, oh my God, Wizards is going to be collaborating with a bunch of other people and stuff, and it's going to ruin the game. And there's other people that are like, oh my God, this is awesome. They're collaborating with other stuff, and it's going to make the game great. Because, you know, we see people who alter art with... Uh, the example is X-Men. We've seen X-Men alter on cards and stuff. And now that they're kind of like making those alters into actual cards to profit, some people see it as a way of like, uh, wizards. Money fetch. What you doing here? Yeah, like the collector boosters. Yeah, well, that's... And the secret layers. Yeah, the secret <laughs> layers. The collector boosters are completely different thing but there's also showcase art in here as well we'll talk about mm -hmm. that as soon as we talk about the high controversy card space godzilla death corona <gasps> you can't say that yeah i can no uh-uh yeah, not I right can. now yeah i can no yep no not with what's going on in the world guide your four <laughs> They even had to change it, so you can't you can't say that. So since Danny's not reading the card here, we're just I'll just read the card. Space Godzilla is actually the Void Beckoner that I read earlier. Void Invader. Yeah, what the hell, Matt? No, that's what they're changing it to. That's the name that they're changing it to. The actual card is Void Beckoner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, underneath there. So we're we'll get into the the, the name change here in a second. So the actual card is Void Beckoner which is that you cycle it, you put a death touch counter on a creature you control. And all that it is is Space Godzilla, uh, death, death Corona card, was printed way before COVID-19 became a thing. Wizards no. released in a statement about this and, quote, Months ago, when Ikoria Lair Behemoths was finalized, the world was a very different place. As we all adjust to a world altered by the spread of COVID-19, the word Corona has taken a new meaning. In context, the card we're about to show you made some sense when it originally conceived. The Corona Beam is Space Godzilla's traditional breath weapon. However, 
we were unable to change our printing in time to address the new meaning of Corona. The initial printing of Ikoria will arrive on, sh on shelves soon, and this card will be part of the set, but we are taking steps to remove or change the card where possible. First, all reprints of Ikoria will remove this card. Second, we'll be renaming the card on Magic the Gathering Arena to Space Godzilla Void Invader. Finally, Magic Online will be offering the Special Godzilla Monster Series versions of cards only in treasure chests. Uh, will not distribute this card. Note that this is a special version of the card Void Beckoner, which will not be affected by any of the changes. Everyone's health and safety are important to us during this time. For more on how Wizards of the Coast is addressing COVID-19, please cl click here. Stay safe, and we appreciate your understanding and patience. So that's where the change is coming in, where you were saying Void Invader. That's a change that's going to be online, as where the card is going to be completely removed from packs after the second wave of boxes come out. This is the way that they're making it sound. No, they're... they're... So the thing is, the Death Corona is in the first printing and the first printing only. Yep. yep. Any printing afterwards is going to be Void Invader. The card will still be in circuit. It will just be a different name. Yep, so be very you, will, you will only find the Death Corona Space Godzilla in the first release of the boxes. Yep. So it's going to be extremely expensive. And speculatively. Yeah. So it's going to be because there's going to be a very limited number yeah. of prints. Mind you, it is an uncommon, but it's still a alternative art uncommon. So that's where the price is going to be up because it's going to be a collector's card because you will never find them. Just like the Black Lotus, you'll never find them. Yep. It's not going to be at the price of a Black Lotus, <laughs> but it's still going to be like a Black Lotus and you'll never find them. It's going to be hard. I imagine right off the bat, there are definitely going to be people trading these around for sure. So there'll be a little more view on Godzilla Death, uh, Space Godzilla Death Corona. But as the set gets out there more, you know, time goes by, I imagine that's when it'll start to become more scarce. We're going to see less of it. So that is... Oh, so my God. Just did a quick, quick TCGplayer.com search for this card. It is currently at $274.99. Who's selling that card? EV Games. EV games. When they open that, they're selling that fucking card for $274. Yep. Does that include shipping? EV games, you're on crack. <laughs> shipping included. Okay. okay. So, what are other people selling that? Scroll down there a little more. We're live looking at this. $300. $300. $300 from Good Games USA and AES, A, AES distributing is at $300.75. So it's $375 because US Games is shipping it for $0.75. Cents. Okay, so if you uh, if you open this... Keep it and frame it and put it on your wall. No, don't keep it and frame it. Clearly what you got to do is you... I, I honestly, if I, were to keep it. if I were to get this in a box that I have ordered, I would literally send it in for grading yep. and leave it in the grade box. Yep. I would the vacuum rest of seal my that life. bitch and hang it on the wall. Yep. It, okay. is a, it is a card you will never see. It's very true. No one's going to play with it. It's it's very curious how many of these actually are 
printed because they're already at a rare uh, a rare pull rate since it's this special Godzilla art. Yep. For an uncommon card. Mm-hmm. So the amount of them are printed already is like super low on top of that. Oh, this is going to be cool to see how this actually moves around in price now. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about these other alter arts in the set, which are graphic novel inspired. So comic book style art for a bunch of the marquee beasts and planeswalkers and monsters and stuff. Honestly, any any comic nerd or something like that would love it. I'm not a comic nerd, but I love these art styles for sure. And these are just that whole like showcase thing where it's like the actual constellation stuff from Theros or the story the storybook ones from Throne of Eldrain. And then, of course, they're making the extended borders of the normal art as well as another option. So, collectors, beware. It's not extended art. Let's get real. It's zoomed art. Is that what it's officially called? I thought it was just extended. They they call it extended, but look at it. It's not extended art. They zoom in the picture. Holy shit, they do. I'm lost. What are you talking about? (laughs) They do. It's not a true extended art. They just zoom the picture up. To take the side border out, uh, we're, we're, they're just, scamming us. I I never realized that. Oh yeah, I realized that when they first started doing it. I'm like, that's not even that's not extended art. They didn't extend the art at all. They just zoom in the picture. How dare these bastards! I know, right? No, not that. I'm talking about these cards: Forbidden Friendship, Capture Sphere, and Cathartic Reunion. Do you see the art in these cards? Who's looking for? This has nothing to do with the uh, the art and stuff. But <gasps> they all have the same dinosaur and the same, and the same person. What's so forbidden, what? forbidden friendship. The art is the, the flavor text. I don't care about the card. The art is this guy and a, di- and a dinosaur looking like they're becoming friends. And uh, in the story, humans and monsters are against each other. There's a bunch of uh, monsters that are attacking human laid uh, cities that have these crystals that are starting to mutate these creatures into unnatural ways. And humans really despise beasts. And that's the thing with the planeswalker that is in the the book where he makes friends with a beast. But this ain't him. So the card is showing a guy getting very close with a, with a dinosaur, which is a very bad thing. In the flavor text, the two looked at each other and neither fled. I see, the sh- soldier murmured. We're both just fighting for survival out here, aren't we? And then the next card, it shows that the dinosaur's captured in a magic bubble, and he and the guy's pounding on the bubble to yeah, try and get him out. Like, oh my god, oh no, you oh really, no! You really feel for this soldier and the dinosaur that become friends. And then the last card, cathartic reunion, uh, reprint, is uh, the the flavor text reads: uh, the 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 human is hugging the dinosaur. Now, the soldier had given up his wealth, his title, even his home. But he had no room for regret. At last, he had saved his friend. They look so happy. They do. Oh, oh! I just want these three cards and put them next to each other. This tells a story, guys. That's legit. I like it. Oh, before I start shedding tears here, <laughs> it's so beautiful. Oh, <laughs> Let's talk about some of these other cards. I don't know. I like this. Uh, 
That's uh, alternate art uh, on the Insatiable Hemophage. So Insatiable Hemophage, for three and a black, you get a nightmare creature with mutate, death touch. And for mutate, you pay two and a black for its mutate cost. And whenever this creature mutates, each opponent loses X life and you gain X life, where X is the number of times this creature is mutated. And it's a 3-3. Three, three. And this art is pretty sweet. I like it. So that's JB's uh, card of choice. Uh, we are planning to actually drop something on Friday, maybe. Now that I say it here, it has to happen. We're going to do something special that's coming out Friday. We're just going to We, we might even go live. Who knows? Who knows? We're just going to talk about the cards and stuff because there's way too many good stuff for us to talk about right now, right here, trying to keep this all compact into within a 60-minute time frame. And I don't want to blow my brains out when I start to edit this. <laughs> Please bear with me, y'all. <laughs> and with that, commanders, all the commander decks have been released as well. All of them look super spicy, super good. We have Teamer, Sultai, Abzan, Jeskai, Mardu. The Abzan one looks sick. I really want the uh, the, the Sultai because that works with the mutate ability. We'll talk about more. We'll talk more about those on our special podcast that we're going to be dropping here for y'all. Again, we say it. We have to do it. Yeah. Now, now we got to do it. Now we're locked into it. We're locked in, guys. Like be, I said, we might go live. Who knows? Be prepared so from there that covers all of our big news topics let's now move to the finance section cha-ching and oh boy do we have some news to talk about today in the finance section hey i'm not a hoe you stop it (laughs) as always our finance section we go off of mtgstocks.com an amazing website that gives you very up-to-date information on prices of cards shows a very fancy graph whenever you click on a card on the right to show how it has been moving in price where it has been the all-time highs the all-time lows it gives you where you can buy the card uh, via tcg player card kingdom miniature market or the european one that i card market card market there we go it is a very good site they have a article that they come up with every friday called weekly winners when we read these it is a couple days after this article has come out things may have changed between friday and tonight as there has been and we'll let you know about that so to start off the weekly winners this week we have solemnity which is an hour of devastation card that is spiked up to five bucks, seeing a 218% increase. Ah, so this is seeing a spike because of Aquaria spoilers. And uh, I'll let one of you guys guess. Why, why, why Solemnity? Jumping up in, in, in price. Right. Because of all the keyword counters? Bingo. I was sitting there thinking about this uh, before this article came out, and then there it was. Boom. Solemnity. And I was like, yep, yep, I called it. So Solemnity has actually been moving up in price again. The average the average price is sitting at 7 bucks. Its market price is $5.37. This card saw a nice high price when it was spoiled for Hour of Devastation because there was a combo with Decree of Silence, an old card from Scourge that countered spells all the time but you put a counter on the enchantment you put a counter on it 
And then when it had three counters, you sack the enchantments. But with Solemnity, you just counter everything in total because you can never put counters on. Let me read Solemnity, actually, because I didn't read it. Solemnity is a white two enchantment. Players can't get counters. Counters can't be put on artifacts, creatures, enchantments, or lands. So yeah, no keyword counters are going to be getting put on any card in Pioneer or in EDH. If this card is out, it is seeing a price. Foils actually, too, are 13 bucks on this card. Currently only one printing as well. And uh, just, just a little fun thing in here as well. The author of the article, Peter, also commented on a couple of cards that we should probably keep an eye out for that deal with counters that might be going up in price. Yup. First, there is Price of Betrayal. Yep, one of my favorites. I like that card. Give it a read. Okay, so Price of Betrayal. For a single black sorcery speed, remove up to five counters from target artifact, creature, planeswalker, or opponent. Yeah. So when they're sitting there stacking all these keyword counters, you can just, oh, hey. Boom. There you don't get him. Another card that he mentioned that's standard relevant is Soul Diviner, which is black blue for a 2 3 zombie wizard that reads tap, remove a counter from an artifact, creature, land, or planeswalker you control, draw a card. So it kind of turns these counters as well into a draw engine, like if the creature's going to die in instance, or you really need an engine to be drawing a card. In the black-blue style decks, this could be very important. There's a bunch of other cards in here as well. Uh, for for Commander, this is just mine. Thief of Blood, maybe? Black, Black 4, ETBs, return er, remove all counters from permanence opponent's control, and then Blood Thief gets at me, plus one, plus one counters. Ooh. That, that, that's just one that's not on this list here, but... I think should be kept a, kept an eye on for for commander for sure. I believe these keyword abilities are going to have a pretty good pretty good play in commander. Only only problem with that is isn't that susceptible to veil? Yes, but it's also susceptible to a counter spell as well. Yeah, but you can veil it, and that's even funnier. <laughs> you can counter it and make people hate blue even more. Danny. <laughs> The next card we have on our weekly on the weekly winners list is Fluctuator. Fluctuator is now sitting at $13.34, seeing a 147% increase. Fluctuator is an artifact that only had one printing until now. What? From Urza's Saga, it is a two-mana artifact. Cycling costs you up to two less to play. This has seen a reprint now in the commander set. One of the command the, the Jeskai Cycling deck has Fluctuator as a reprint in there. And then another thing, uh, since Friday the card has actually jumped up to $23.99 for the average price. Market price is $22.48. Woof. Yeah. So this this card is getting printed in the commander set. I imagine like the Urza Saga is still going to be holding price because Commander players love the old borders specifically. Mm -hmm. But the fact that now people are going to be able to get their hands on this card a lot more easy than chucking $20 and some other bills at uh, at an LGS to be able to acquire this card. All because someone sold it for $34.99. Now, that was the... Oh, yeah, that was the... That was of yesterday. As of yesterday. 
as of yesterday. Or the fifth. Huh. See? See? MTG stocks coming in for the save with the all-time high prices. So as you can tell, this card has seen a increase in price because of the cycling cards that are coming. And the fact that it's been print getting prints in a in, in the commander deck actually. It's going to be interesting to see how this card moves. I imagine it's going to hold its price a lot steadier than most people think. Just because, again, old art commander players love that love the old art style, love to like pimp out their commander decks with something that's a little different and stuff. But they're also going to be people be people who like the new borders as well. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just commander right there. It's commander's never going out, so they people are more willing to spend money on their commander deck compared to, I guess, their standard or modern or pioneer now, just due to the fact that it's never going to change. And if it does, it's gonna be one card every twenty years. Oh, at kind least of thing. A card, card a set, probably. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. And finally, the last winner, weekly winner of the week, we have. All right, the last weekly winner is Skullbriar, The Walking Grave, the Commander Anthology Volume Two. It is sitting at a market value of five dollars and eighteen cents. It has a high as of the fourth of eight dollars. It is a black green. Legendary creature Zombie Elemental has haste. Whenever Skullbriar the Walking Grave deals combat damage to a player, put a 1 1 counter on it. Counters remain on Skullbriar as it moves to any zone other than a player's hand or library. It is a 1 1. It had a, as of the first, it was at 410 and had an increase of $1.10 to $1.17. So. Yeah, there we go. It's a nice green, green, black elemental that can get massive. Not just massive, but it also keeps the keyword counters now too. Exactly. The yeah uh, that that is that is gruesome. More yeah. mutated. No, it won't be able to keep the. But mutate. I mean, some of them, the, some of the mutate abilities do get to steal those counters from other creatures. So therefore, that's how you get all the rambunctious. The, this the cycling cards. There's the the big eleven uh, eleven that cycles, mm-hmm. and you put a trample counter on something. Yep. So that's going to make a skull briar that gets big even worse because now it has trample on it. Yep. And it works very well with graveyard synergies with a cycling card that would do something like that because you put a big guy in the graveyard and then you could just recur it and then you have another big guy. Exactly. As where you know you'd want one of the other things would be having creatures out that give other creatures you control trample. Mm-hmm. But now it keeps the trample token, the death touch token, the first strike token. It's kind of cool to see that these keyword abilities are now in a token, though it is definitely going to get cluttered on a card. Um, yep, depending on the size of these things. Like I said, I think they're going to be, I'm not sure, but the way that they look, they're going to be about the size of the Amonkhet ones, the punch-out cards that came out. See, I never saw those, so I have no idea how big those are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Smaller than a pinky now. Somewhere in that ballpark. Well, dime size. Yeah, that's not bad. It's not bad at all. Yeah, like, Pokemon cards use damage counters on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I can't imagine they're going to be... It's not going to be too bad. Pokemon players still do it. They have, they have ways, but Pokemon players also use dice as well. Mm-hmm. 
but there's still, you know, a burn counter, a poison counter mm-hmm. that you have. And those are the only two counters as where if the Pokemon is confused or per- paralyzed or put to sleep there's or confused, there's different ways that you yep. rotate the Confused card. is upside down. Asleep is sideways. Sideways. To the left. Yep. And then paralyzed is, is to the, the right. other way. Yep. Or vice versa. Cannot fully remember. No, nope, but these these ones can just put along the side of the card or yeah. underneath the card because you're gonna be tapping it. You just have them set out just underneath it. Right. It's it'd there's be, ways. It'd be kind of like just having dice on a card. You know. Yep. I can't imagine. There's definitely gonna be ways that you're gonna be putting more than a ca- uh, one of these counters on a creature. So. Oh yeah, for sure. But getting it stacked up. There's. Is- only 10 card counters you can put on there other than the plus one neg ones. I imagine the plus one neg ones are still going to be used as dice. dice. Yeah. Yep. I, I would say the easiest way is just put them all on the bottom of the card. Not even yep. on the card, just underneath the card on your playman. Just leave it there. You know, we'll see. From Skullbriar, let's talk about some cheap pickups from the week. All right. So it looks like first up we have Firestorm coming at $6.68. For a single red, instant speed, choose and discard X cards. Firestorm deals X damage to each of X target creatures and or players. This card had such a huge spike back in the time of Dominaria. Um, I cannot remember what was going on. It was a commander. It was a commander thing at that point, but the the spike back then was. Over uh over forty bucks. It was like forty five is what I made it at. But now it's going down. This feels like a more reasonable range for this card that has seen only one printing in Weatherlight. Alright, so next up we have Elspeth Knight Errant coming in at twelve dollars. For two white white, you get an Elspeth Planeswalker. Comes in for loyalty, uh with a plus one. So let's put a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token into play. Another plus one. Target creature gets plus three, plus three, and gains flying until end of turn. And then her ultimates negate for the rest of the game. Artifacts, creatures, enchantments, and lands you control are indestructible. It's a pretty solid card. It is. Uh, this, if I'm not mistaken, was part of blue-white control modern deck. Super, super potent there. Uh, any any planeswalker that makes tokens is good, and this has two pluses, which makes it really good because making a token or pumping up a creature and giving it flying is a good way to to start closing out games and prolonging games. Uh, the 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 copy in question here is the shards of Alara version. There are four different printings of this. There's a modern masters printing, a modern event deck printing a Guilds of Ravnica Mythic Edition, and then finally it has the Dual Decks Elspeth vs. Tezzeret printing as well. Alright, so then last up we have Grove of the Burn Willows coming in at $11.11. And Grove of the Burn Willows is a land from Future Sight. With a tap, add a, sing- a single colorless to your mana pool, or you can tap, add red or green to your mana pool, and each opponent gains one life. This has kind of been a very iconic, iconic card for a lot of people. Uh, when I first started playing, Grove of the Burn Willows definitely confused me as a card. And when I first started playing, it was probably about this price point too. It definitely saw a big 
influx of price back during uh, Return to Zendikar, where it almost made it to $85. Oh. Yep. So now that it's going down in price, I'm actually looking to pick up some of these because I'm on a goal to get every modern playable land as a play set in my collection so that way I have all the lands to... You're crazy. I'll get there. Don't worry. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. It's a lot of saving. A lot of patience. Send me your uh, requests. Let's see if we can work something out. Jeez. <laughs> I got I got all the placeholders and stuff in my binder made. And this weekend, I'm probably going to add up the price and see what it's going to cost at the moment. And with everything kind of seeing a slight downtick now because of no events, nothing really moving card prices. I feel now is a really good time to be jumping in on some of these cards. And some of these cards are already like, you know, dollars. Because it's not, it's it's all the rare lands. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. We're going to close out the finance section now because who wants to hear about my dumb collection that I'm trying to acquire? Not I. <laughs> nope, not me. Just Makes kidding. my wallet hurt. We only have one thing left. That is deck of the week. This week's deck of the week is a super interesting one that I saw and I really, really, really liked because of one card called Myth Realized. Myth Realized is an enchantment from uh, Dragons of Tarkir. It is a white enchantment that reads, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put a lore counter on Myth Realized. It has an activated ability of two white put a lore counter on Myth Realized. It has another activated ability of white. Until end of turn, Myth Realized becomes a monk avatar creature in addition to its other types and gains. This creature's power and toughness is equal to the number of lore counters on it. So this is a blue-white control deck that was submitted by a player... Mr. Mr. Dynamite. Mr. Dynamite. I was going with Mere Dynamic or something like that. Mr. Dynamite. Ugh. Mr. Dynamite, this is a Pioneer deck. It is running a very good control suite of Dig Through Time, Azorius Charm, Sensor, Supreme Verdict, Cast Out, and has Teferi Time Raveler, Narset Parter Avails, and Gideon of the Trials in here. Don't forget the Gyre Reach Sanitarium. Yep, it has the Gyre Reach Sanitarium lock with Narset Parter Avails. Oh, I hate that so much. They have the Days Undoing with it as well. Yeah, that's not fun either. So this is just definitely the kind of deck where you are... There's no creatures in this deck at all. So every spell you cast, as soon as you can drop... There's two creatures. No. Planeswalker. It's Gideon, ally of Zendikar. He becomes a 5-5 creature. He's still a Planeswalker. It's just a misclassification. It says right there, creature. Because he becomes a creature. Oh, that's just the other Gideon. It was misclassified, man. <laughs> well, you can you can classify as your creature because it does become a creature yep. with this plus one. Yeah, same with the other um, Gideons, like Blackblade. Right. And I imagine Blackblade might be something to be used in here, maybe in place of Ally of Zendikar. I mean, Blackblade doesn't make tokens, so you got that. This makes tokens at least. And this is an anthem for your creatures as well that would put uh, pump up your myth realized. Now, with the release of some of these cycling cards that, or any card that puts on a counter onto creatures, 
the counter would be staying on myth realized even when it turns off of a creature if i am not mistaken like i'm 95% sure so being able to stack up the keyword tokens now on this might make it better but at that point it might actually change the style of the deck one thing for sure in here is you're going to want your board the board to be clear to be able to deal in because the myth realize has none of that evasion of you know first strike trample flying etc so you're really just controlling out your board to be able to swing in pretty big and if you make you get multiple of these i just i just really like this deck because myth realized is a a fun goofy underplayed card that might actually see some relevance now maybe but as always with deck of the week we'll be posting the deck list in the description down below mhm and we just got done with deck of the week I think that what? means we're we're done with the cast is that what it is <gasps> what? are we are really? we really i think really? so now whoa we're going to start working on a uh working on how we're going to set up a podcast oh or another special thing this week oh man another special thing oh man i don't think it's going to be no surprise we're ju- we're going to try and just talk about all the cards that are getting spoiled Shh. you heard jb Shh. don't tell anybody no nope. but keep an eye out for friday make sure your notifications are on mhm Remember, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, listen to our podcast. Anything else you guys want to say before we sign out? Screw blue. <laughs> Everybody play Infect. Yeah. Bye. See ya. So make sure to follow us on all of the social medias. We have Facebook, Twitter, and then if you have questions, comments, concerns, send us a Gmail at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. We have podcasts coming up every Tuesday on the Tuesday at what, 5 a.m.? I have it going at 6 a.m. now. Well, fine. 6 a.m. on Tuesday. Listen to it while you're eating breakfast on the way to work. Come on. Or going to bed, depending on where's work schedule. No, no, no. Not when, we're go- not when they're going to bed. Because then we, yeah, could be we, the la- we could be the last voice that they hear before they go restfully to sleep. Or we put them to sleep because we're boring. Yeah, we don't One want of the that. Way, either way, they'll be dreaming of us. Oh, we're inserting ourselves into your dreams. Make Ever. them want to play magic. Learning by osmosis. Exactly. Follow us. Cha-ching.